Theology for the Rest of Us is brought to you by Blue Sky Missions. Are you an individual looking to go on a mission trip? Or a church leader wanting to take your group overseas? We all know that planning mission trips can be tough. Blue Sky makes it easy. Learn more at blueskymissions.org. You're listening to Theology for the Rest of Us. You've got tough questions. We'll try to give you easy answers. Now, here's your host, Kenny Ortiz. Welcome back to another episode of Theology for the Rest of Us. I'm your host, Kenny Ortiz, and I'm here today with Blaze Foray. Blaze is a friend of mine that I met while working at a large Christian nonprofit several years ago. Uh, He now lives in Asheville, North Carolina, actually working toward planning a, a new church in that community. Over the next few months, he's an author, travels the world speaking. He also has one of the coolest haircuts you'll ever see. So find this guy <laughs> on social media. Um, Blaze also has something in common with me. He's been a he's sometimes been called a hyper grace preacher, which I actually kind of like that. I, I I take that as a as a compliment when people say that to me. Um, and so today I've got Blaze. Blaze, how you doing today, man? Uh, I'm doing great, man. And uh... Definitely got the hair on point today just for the podcast. Sounds great. Glad you are here. I want you to ask, I'm going to ask you one question today, Blaze, and I'd love for you to answer. Um, Yeah, I know you've got some great thoughts. Um, How is it that we are able to see people or what does it take to see people through the eyes of Christ versus maybe how we've typically seen them in the past? Yeah, um, I think... uh... I think what I notice sometimes is um, just even just being being that I was in youth ministry for quite a while and worked at you know two large young ministries that influence a lot of young people. Um, I think a lot of people in their twenties get passionate about Jesus and um, then they dive into a local community or a church and um, try to grow more in their faith and. I think sometimes instead of like putting the focus on Christ, we end up putting the focus on, um, and this is going to sound interesting, but like just flow with me here, but we put the focus on doctrines and ideas about Christ and um, not even about Christ, but about, about Christianity. So it's like you become a Christ follower, you get impacted by the presence of Jesus, usually a person starts following Jesus because they actually have like a legitimate experience with him in their hearts. And, um, you know, they, they say, I want to follow Jesus. And so they connect with the godly community, which I think is the wise thing to do. And, um, in the midst of that, you kind of find out the different rules and regulations or the guidelines for being a Christ follower, you know? Yeah. And, um, and, and while you're doing that, you end up separating yourself more and more, you know, um, it's like, you hear all these teachings like, okay, you want to be in the world, but not of it. And, um, all these like pretty legitimate ideas for the most part, but then they somehow get twisted. And I see a lot of young people that basically completely shut off their friendships with people that don't think the same way as them. And, um, not even just in Christianity, but people that aren't Christians at all. And, um, I know I found that in my life and then even, tons of the friends that I had, you know, over the years, um, it was almost like people that weren't Christians became a project instead of a friend. 
And so, um, so it's like you lose your friends. And I mean, I did this, you know, I'm 33 now. It was when I was six, 15 or 16, had a pretty radical life changing experience with Jesus. Um, but definitely all my former friends became projects for me and not, they definitely were not in the friend area anymore. Unfortunately, over time, it kind of became like that. And, um, even reconnecting with some of those people in the last few years has been like a real blessing for me just because, um, you know, realizing, man, like I really wish I hadn't cut that friendship off at that point. And of course there are legitimate times that you have to like, where some people are going to be a bad influence on you. And I'm not saying you got to like be friends with people that are doing dumb stuff, but, um, but I don't know. I think it's, I think it's wise to stay friends and stay connected to people that think differently than you, even as you're becoming a passionate Christ follower. And, um, because uh, whether that be even in Christianity that you're like actually open to other people's ideas and other um, theology and things like that, or you're actually friends with unbelievers that can challenge your faith and challenge your ideas, and then you can challenge them and hopefully be a positive, godly impact on them. And then at the end of the day, if, if you don't agree, you actually can be like, you can actually care about them and be friends with them. I see that in the life of Jesus. I mean, he came to earth and it was like... Um, you know, you've got like the Jewish system of religion and then you've got the Gentiles and and Jesus came to both sides of the coin, the religious and the non-religious and like actually tried to just, I would say he didn't fit into the religious box at all. Like he didn't fit. That's why the religious ones are the ones that set him up to be killed, you know, because he really was breaking their box. And then with the non-religious, I think he was kind of freaking them out a little bit, probably because he was a Jew and they expected him to be more um, ostracizing or, you know, oh, here comes Jesus, the Jew. And then all of a sudden he's embracing them and he's literally like befriending them to the point where you've got the religious leaders of the day saying, Jesus Christ is a friend of sinners and, uh, and it wasn't that Jesus, you know, it wasn't that Jesus accused himself or even labeled himself as a friend of sinners. He didn't say, I'm the friend of sinners, you know, but it was actually the religious system that said, you are the friend of sinners. And um, I think what Jesus was doing, because because if, if Jesus was the friend of sinners because he was friends with the tax collector, then he was friends with the sinners who were the religious elite as well. So all have sinned and fallen short. So it's everybody. So it's not like one or the other. And I think Jesus wasn't looking at the world like, hey, you're a bunch of dirty, rotten sinners. I think he was going, oh, these are my own. I can't, he came to his own and his own accepted him not. And I, don't even, I don't even think that was just the Jews. I think he came to his own. He came to the world. He came to those that were made in his image, in his likeness. And um, in the image of the Father. And I think, you know, Jesus is not ashamed to call us his brothers. He's not ashamed to get in the dirt with us. He's not ashamed to um, to meet with the person that's struggling in no matter what area it might be. He's not ashamed of anybody. And so, um, so anyways, nowadays I think we have a similar problem. Although every denomination and almost every single denomination, I see good fruit happening because people's lives are getting changed and impacted, but there's still all of a sudden what happens is you grow a little bit in that denomination, then a wall goes up and you label those outside of the denomination. And then you have your own little kingdom set up and, um, and it, it ends up being like the whole, the rest of the world becomes a project for your new denomination. And so uh, I don't know if that makes sense, what I'm trying to say there, but I, I, I feel like, the gospel actually is the thing that should come in and break the walls 
um, that we set up, it breaks down the walls and it includes the outsider. That was the whole point of the gospel is to include the outsider. And, um, and so that's where I think the church has missed it on a lot of ways. That's where I think I have missed it over the years on, in a lot of ways. And I think that's what God is actually doing a resurgence right now to show, to awaken us to his love for everybody. Does that make sense? That is really, really good, actually. I, I love that idea that you know Jesus didn't call himself the friend of sinners. He actually was labeled that by other people. It just happened to be the way he lived his life. Right, right. Yeah, that, that really rocked me. It was like six months ago, honestly, when that hit me, because I used to preach that verse all the time. And then all of a sudden it was like, I realized it was like the Holy Spirit was like, no, 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 no. Like, I didn't call myself that, you know. It was, I got accused of that. And um and that, that's a big that's a big shift right there, you know, because people can feel it when you approach them as like, hmm, I'm going to go be, you know, to check. It, it could become another religious check mark, like, okay, Jesus was friends with sinners. I'm going to, oh, here's a sinner. I'll be your friend. Check, you know. Yep. They don't want that, you know. So um, anyway, and a lot of, honestly, um, I mean, I live, I live in, my wife and I live in Asheville, North Carolina, and it's a very liberal southern city. So there's tons of churches. The most churches per square mile, I believe, like in all of the South or right here in Nashville. Um, But at the same time, it's also the liberal capital of the South. I mean, uh, it's very liberal. There are a lot of gay people here, tons of gay people. Um, You can't go downtown without seeing a gay couple somewhere. Um, And so it's interesting because it's like it's pushed me out of my comfort zone being that I've worked in so many ministries over the years where I was just around Christians all the time. But moving here, it's actually pushed me out to think differently and actually be friends with people and and truly just be friends with them. And um, because most people have already been treated like a project and that's why they're where they're at. And so instead of approaching them like my projects of evangelicalism or whatever, I just approach them as people. And I found that so many people have opened up to my wife and I and just wanted to talk about God or wanted to hear our story. And I mean, um, we've had friends that just go, I know you guys are Christians, but like, why are y'all like nice, you know, or why do y'all like hang out with us? And, and so it's been, um, it's been a real eye-opening thing for me to see from that perspective of I am just a friend of people. And because um, if I'm going to label them a sinner, I have to label me one too. So I'm just not going to label them. Seeing people through the eyes of Christ is to see them as people that he came for, died for, loves, and chose before they ever made a decision to do anything good or bad. So That's some really great thoughts. Blaze, man, thank you so much for joining the podcast today. I really feel like people are going to get a lot of value out of this. I love the idea of just being a friend of sinners, like just being a friend of people. I know in my life I've been guilty of being friends with people for the purposes of fixing them, right? Like I saw them as a project and wanted to fix them and just realizing more and more that's not how Jesus rolled. That's not how he did it. And and really that's, that's not the ideal scenario. I should be friends with people and just legitimately love them and let the results and, and the 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 fixing, if there's any that needs to be done, like let God worry about that and just completely take that off my my radar. And so that's really cool. Great thoughts, Blaze. I really appreciate that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. Uh, I just want to remind you, 
Theology for the Rest of Us doesn't exist without you, the listener. So thank you for your support. It's a really, really big deal. If you haven't had a chance, please go over to iTunes or Stitcher to subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. It guarantees you never miss an episode. Every single episode gets delivered right to your device. It's a really big deal. It also helps us out in our search rankings. So make sure you subscribe. If you have any questions for me or you'd like to connect with me, feel free to shoot me an email. You can reach me at heyortiz at theologyfortherestofus.com. Our intro and outro theme music has been I'm Shipping Up to Boston by the Dropkick Murphys. I'm Kenny Ortiz, and this has been Theology for the Rest of Us. Climbing up the top set.